Hello, uh, welcome back to Dr. Quackers. I know it's been a little while, so sorry for the long break. I've just been really busy the last couple weeks. So I thought I'd do a newer movie this time. So I thought I'd do Zack Snyder's Justice League. And so uh, I'm going to give you a quick heads up. There's going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode. Um, so another quick heads up to anyone who decides to watch this movie or hasn't yet and is wondering if they, if they want to watch it or not. I'm going to give you... I'm going to tell you that it's a really long movie compared to most films. Um, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan or really love like The Godfather or most Martin Scorsese films, four hours is not that big a deal. But for someone who just likes to watch like the regular like Marvel two-hour movie, uh, this is it's going to be a little bit of a, a sit for most people. Um, luckily, uh, the way that they that Zack Snyder made the film he made it into like parts so it's easy to put intermissions in the film if you need a break so I thought I'd just let you uh, tell you that before we start getting into the actual uh, part of the movie so this movie has technically already come out before uh, it came out in 2017 I believe uh, but that was a very different cut of the movie um, to give some backstory on this film, so Zack Snyder uh, was a huge part of the initial part of the DCEU, doing films like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, producing films like Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad, um, Suicide Squad being absolutely the worst of those films. Um, so when he was filming this movie, uh, he had a very unfortunate uh, incident with his daughter, who unfortunately passed away due to... Um, very depressing circumstances um, so he had to step away from finishing this movie um, Warner Brothers then brought in Joss Whedon who is a very famous director and writer uh, doing things like Firefly and the Avengers and other stuff like that um, but they very much Frankensteined this movie um, the original movie the one that came out in 2017 it only had a, like little bits and pieces of Zack's original vision for the film uh, to put in a lot of, it was a very much poor film only only came in about two hours um, had a lot of awkward jokes uh, the characterization of certain characters like cyborg and Batman were heavily criticized uh, it's very notorious for the terrible CGI specifically Henry Cavill's removed mustache um, from the reshoots so it's I'm gonna yeah I'll give a I'll give a quick uh, rating for that film that way you you could see my comparison to the new rating for this film so I'd probably give that movie like a 5 out of 10. It's not a terrible movie. I don't hate the film, but it's very average. There's nothing about it that's special. There's, it's, it's just, meh, it's okay. I don't like it that much anyway. Um, so let's get on to this one. So there was this like campaign by including myself, um, fans that campaign for Zack Snyder to finish his vision for Justice League. Uh, Warner Brothers at first denied its existence, and then Zack said that there are, there is a cut of this film, or parts of the film that is my version. And then they, and then the fans were like kept campaigning, and then uh, AT&T bought Warner Brothers, and then did a deal with HBO Max that they're gonna let Zack Snyder do his cut of the film, and that's where we're at today. So first things first, there are some huge changes between the 2017 and 2021 version uh one of the being is steppenwolf and Darkseid. on uh, the previous version steppenwolf looks really fucking stupid in my opinion um he has this weird obsession with the mother boxes he it's it hinted at that his like mother or something was trapped in them which makes no fucking sense because that has 
nothing to do with the comics. Um, but in this one, it's a lot better version. It's it's Steppenwolf is uh, if you don't know is Darkseid's uncle in the comics, and Darkseid tried to, is um, what he's most known for is looking for the anti-life equation. So he's conquered and like transformed thousands of planets to be like Apocalypse, which is his home planet. And that's essentially what happened here. Darkseid tried to invade Earth, look for the anti-life equation, and then like the old gods like Zeus and Hades and all that stuff, and the Atlanteans and the Amazonians and a Green Lantern, which I'm glad they had in this film, uh, and the old heroes of man joined together and they never expected that, because no one's really fought Darkseid, so they were able to repel Darkseid back to Apocalypse. And Steppenwolf in this film is trying to it never explains exactly what he did, but he somehow, like, either, like, betrayed or did something wrong to Darkseid. So he, he has to, like, get, like, 10,000 planets to Darkseid for whatever he did. Um, he also looks a lot cooler uh, in this film. Darkseid uh, Dark looks dope, but Steppenwolf in particular, compared to the old version, this one looks way cooler. Uh, he is much more powerful, in my opinion. I think he whoops way more ass. His weapon looks cooler. His armor looks cooler. Um, his voice is different, and I like the I like the slight change to his voice. It's a little deeper. I think it fits the tone of his character better. And I also I really like the uh, I like the new God story. It was originally uh, drawn and written by Jack Kirby um, a long time ago. Actually, I think it was in the 80s that it officially came out. It might have been in the late 70s. I'm not entirely sure on the dates, but so I've been a big fan of the, that part of DC for a long time. So I'm glad it started to get some light to it because we've never had like that stuff in the live action movies. Uh, the next huge change is Superman. Um, I much prefer the way they brought back Superman in this one. And the last one was kind of weird. Um, the only thing that kind of was similar between the two is when they brought back that he kind of didn't really know who he was. He was kind of you know, his brain, like he couldn't remember who he was. He was just kind of like a husk uh, when he was first brought back and the Justice League kind of like is threatened by him so he sees that they're like they're willing to fight him if he fights uh, if he turns bad I guess so they, they have a little scuffle where he kicks the living shit out of the Justice League which would honestly happen if Superman didn't have like his morals and all that stuff there's not a whole lot of people in the DC universe that can really fight Superman if he doesn't have that moral compass that he is known for. Like, specifically, like, he's similar to Cap, where he's kind of like a Boy Scout. Um, I also like the black suit. It's way cooler. Uh, that happened when he gets killed. That happened in the comics when he was first killed by uh, Doomsday, and he came back in the rebirth, and it was really cool. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge... Oh, he also looks normal. He doesn't have that stupid-ass CGI. Um, he beats the piss out of Steppenwolf in this film like he, he beats Steppenwolf's ass in the other one but this one's a little different he's like he like laser offs one of his horns like it's cool it's a cool it's, he's just badass and I can't I really like Henry Cavill and I hope he continues to be Superman even though it seems as though they it might be going in a different direction I really don't want that to happen um he's my favorite Superman I know some people will be like it's Christopher Reeve which is fine and I grew up with Christopher Reeve as my Superman initially um but I, I, I just prefer this one. It's closer to the comics, so I like that one better. And he's fucking yoked. Um, one huge change that I'm so happy that happened is Wonder Woman's power level. I was really annoyed with how nerfed Wonder Woman was in the previous Justice League. She just She's not as powerful as she was 
of it's kind of weird how much they try to champion their Wonder Woman this that version in 1984's Wonder Woman as like being this big feminist thing but they always make her weaker than she's supposed to be and her motivations are kind of stupid most of the time and in this one it makes way more sense like she actually like because she's not shy from killing people it's not like like oh she won't kill me no she does she protects the weak with truth and love that's injustice so i don't understand she's an amazonian okay greek mythology the amazons kill people so it should be no different than if she's an amazon um most versions she does kill people she doesn't just like murder people she only kills those who are trying to threaten others and most of the time it's because they shoot at her first um specifically uh the scene of the bank robber scene i much prefer this she just starts wiping out all these bank uh well they're not bank robbers but they're terrorists she takes all these terrorists um that are basically gonna blow up like four blocks of london and then when when she dismantles the bomb they're like fuck it i'm just gonna kill all these kids so then she like she kills everybody she stops them from killing kids and i just really i much prefer that and she's way more version especially when she fights steppenwolf there's no weird scenes where like the flash lands on her boobs like she was really she was kind of sexualized a lot with the flash and i don't wonder woman doesn't need to be sexualized all right she, i understand she wears like a more revealing outfit but that's not because the outfit isn't because she likes to be slutty it's because that's where i mean being someone who has done martial arts um you need a lot of movement and sometimes you don't want to wear a whole lot of heavy clothes or padded clothes or even that much of clothes like to get those moves like if you want to do some really good kicks and grappling you want to be able to get your full mo motion with your joints and everything so you can't wear like gigantic armor and do all that stuff so that's why her armor is that way not because she needs to be sexualized to a gross degree um another huge change uh that i really liked because i out of all the characters batman's my favorite so i really liked how they changed batman he's he, he for some reason he kept getting his ass kicked a lot like he never really kicked ass in the joss whedon version of justice league in this one he he kicks the shit out of parademons and i really like that part i think it's really cool he's not he doesn't make stupid jokes he made a lot of dumb jokes in joss whedon's version this one he doesn't um i like the way that characterized him just trying to make up for the mistakes he made in batman versus superman and fixing things he did with superman i really like that arc and that's something i think batman would really do if he felt as though he is the cause for the state of the world so i like that part uh my uh, probably one of my new favorite characters now and of this version now is cyborg um he actually has character development in this one instead of just like hi i'm the token black guy they just randomly threw in and they gave me the stupid they basically made me the nervous comedy relief uh in joss Whedon's version this one he whoops ass and he doesn't he doesn't have that arc and his arc is more of like he doesn't know what to do with himself um his father never really like gave him the attention that he wanted uh, he had a very broken uh, relationship between his father and i really like that focus uh cyborg's very much the heart of the film and i i really like cyborg in the comics and i like i really liked him in the teen titan show as a kid um so i really like that part and i'm really glad he got like much more center stage than some of the other characters um and he's got some pretty cool powers like i know he always has but like there's a scene in the ending when they're having the big uh big battle and he's just like n like murkin all these parademons like blowing up buildings and shit and 
I liked the way he flew. Like, it's not just, like, two, like, repulsorless on the bottom of his feet. I kind of like the idea that he has, like, some, like, rock, like a little bit of rocket boost on different parts of his body. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the action in this one is way cooler. Um, there's, it's, it's a lot more uh, brutal, which is what I prefer. I prefer more brutal action. Um, to me, it seems more realistic than some of the other... Uh, like Marvel, it's not as brutal, so it's hard for me to believe the action as much. If there's not more realistic outcomes to like getting kicked or punched in the face, or even getting like chopped in half, um, which is that happens a lot. There is blood in this movie, not like a gratuitous amount, similar to like it's not as bad as like 300 or Watchmen, because that's what Zack Snyder was originally known for. It's not. It's not like that. It's not. Um, it's more like if you chop somebody half, there's gonna be some blood. Um, because, I mean, Steppenwolf's axe is, like, the height of most people. So, it's hard not to cleave someone in half of that fucking thing. Um, I actually prefer the color palette in this one. I, in, in previous Zack Snyder films, specifically uh, Batman vs. Superman, it's a little more muted. And I'm not always a big fan of that. I usually prefer Superman-driven stories to have a little more color. Because um, his, his story arcs are usually, like more happier and they're brighter stories and it's more about the hope of humanity and that we can pull through and it very much seems that Zack Snyder much prefers Batman um in that sense but in this one I actually still it looked better than the Joss Whedon one because Joss Whedon put color just for color's sake and in this one the color palette makes more sense for the story because it basically there's an invasion of aliens that's trying to destroy the earth so the palette being darker makes more sense because the earth in the society itself is not in a good place so having muted colors in this environment and then having the colors being brightened in other spots specifically at the end when they defeat steppenwolf it really pays off and it makes much more sense uh in a, in a art standpoint of, of filmmaking so there are some negatives to some because i know i just spent about like 10 minutes or so saying why well, this movie is so good um i mean Zack snyder obviously isn't a perfect human um, there are some films that he does where I'm like, eh, I'm not a big fan of Sucker Punch, stuff like those. Um, some of the negatives here uh, is the music. Now, I don't hate the music, but it's the placement of it that is really... It's just so weird when you... like. It, I don't even know how to describe it well enough. Um, I'll give a scene to be more specific. So there's like a scene where like the Justice League is like walking up some stairs and the music is going like ape shit like the drums are being like it's just heavy drums and it just sounds like a metal like it's like a metal song as they're just walking upstairs and it's like there's no reason this music needs to be like this intense for them walking upstairs and then there's a few other parts where like you think the music would be at that tone for the action and it's not it's a little more like put on the back burner so I think that part could have been fixed and a little tweak there because at least for me uh, I'm someone that pays attention to a lot of music in movies in that I just didn't like the way they used it uh, the other thing uh, the flashes intro with the hot dog and the dogs and Iris it's really weird to me like I don't know like it's not a ter I don't think it's a terrible scene I thought the scene like the part where he touches the glass and goes into the speed force and it breaks is cool and like how fast he was because he's much faster in this movie like he's able to like actually do what he's able to do in the comics so like him with the hot dog and then the dogs it, it I don't know it was just really weird and I just kind of like was like this is kind of cringy um there's not much more I could talk about that it's just like I, I prefer if you watch it for yourself you know what I mean 
Um, there's also, at the end of the movie, in the epilogue, there's kind of a misplaced dream sequence. So, in the past two Zack Snyder films, Batman's been having, like, these premonitions or dreams about if, uh, when Darkseid invades Earth, that Superman will turn bad and everything goes to shit. And it's basically Mad Max, but in DC. Um, and it doesn't really fit the, the tone of the movie. Like, the where it's placed, it just kind of, like, okay. It kind of was just, it felt like it was there to be, to be there. It, it, it's oddly enough being sequel baited even though they've said they're not doing a sequel to this movie. So it was just kind of weird to have it in the film. Um, basically, Batman made, like, an, a new Justice League to try to defeat Superman, which it consisted of Deathstroke, Flash, Cyborg, Joker, and Queen Mera. Um, who, by the way, I, yeah, I don't actually... I, I don't know. I don't like Mera. Um, I don't really like Amber Heard, uh, but I don't want to get into the politics of that. Um, but I don't like this characterization of Mira. Um, I'm, I'm a big Aquaman fan. Surprisingly, a lot of people like to make jokes about that when I tell them that. Um, I read a lot of comics, and I, just, I don't know. I just like this version of Mira, I'm, not, I'm just not a big fan of. Um, they try to have her more of an ally. Like, she kicks ass with her, like, hand, like her hands and, like, the trident, but she's much more, like, magic-based, um, which other parts of the film it does show more of that, uh, specifically in Aquaman, the standalone film. So I prefer more of that side, but this one I was just kind of like, eh, I'm not a big fan of her. And also she has an accent, which I was like, why the fuck do you randomly have an accent? So that part is just kind of misplaced. Uh, I kind of liked the scene. So one thing I'm going to bring up, uh, the Joker is also part of that team that ba uh, Batman built in the Nightmare scene, if I didn't already say that. Um, I will say, Jared Leto's, Jared Leto's Joker visually looks better in this version. Um... His laugh is fucking atrocious. I don't... It felt like it got worse from Suicide Squad. And what's kind of weird is I just watched a movie called The Little Things where Jared Leto plays, like, this creepy, like, disturbing dude. And he did a really good job at it. And I just don't understand why he can't put that, like, that ability into the Joker. Like, I just don't like his Joker. It's like, I don't... His voice has gotten better for the Joker... It, I don't know, he just doesn't, like, anytime I hear him, I'm like, that's not the Joker. Maybe it's just because I'm so used to, like, Mark Hamill and, like, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. But even then, I still really like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and that's a very different Joker than before. And I just, I, I don't know, I can't get behind Jello's Joker. Um, I don't so I understand, if you like him, by all means, like him. Um, this version is much better, so I can understand from someone watching this that they could like that version of Joker, which is fine. It's just not for me. Um, Batman swears now in that version. He says fuck, um, which is whatever. I just think it's kind of funny that people had to point that out. <laughs> um, so it's not a negative. So the last negative I have isn't isn't doesn't really hurt the rating of the film. But it's a negative because it sets up sequels to this universe, and we're most likely never gonna get it. I know we said this, like we're never gonna get Zack Snyder's cut of the movie, so I'm I'm open to whatever happens. But I honestly don't think we're gonna get a continuation. Um, so that it does like Martian Manhunter shows up at the end, and they have the nightmare sequence, and they heavily set up the Batman sequel with Deathstroke. 
So it's just kind of like when you see all part, certain parts of the movie, you're like, oh man, like I, it sucks that we're never gonna get like you know closure on some of those arcs, um, which kind of sucks for me because I really like the actor they picked for Deathstroke. Um, I don't want to butcher his name, so I'm not gonna say it because I always mess up his last name. But um, I I really like him. Um, he played a werewolf. I think it was True, yeah, True Blood. Um, and so I, I really hope he, he eventually does get to play Deathstroke in one of these movies. Um, but yeah, so I'm just I'm gonna get to my rating. Um, so my previous rating for Joss Whedon's cut was five out of ten. For this one, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Um, it's a very good movie. Um, I'd give it a, a seal of like you need to watch this movie. It's a movie you should watch, um, whether you're a DC fan or not. I think it's a good movie. Um, either way. Uh, it's not a perfect film. Uh, like I said, there's the weird music kind of hits me at certain parts. There's some, I think some scenes could have been caught from the film, even though I know Zach really likes to have like a, like a, like a four hour long slow burn story. Um, and the, some of the flash stuff I just wasn't a big fan of. So that's why it lost those two points for me. Um, I, I could, I could see why someone would say like a nine out of 10. I'm not cause I don't feel that strongly towards the film that the, the, everything else covers those things um that's that's pretty much yeah I, I it's an 8 out of 10 for me it's a very good film um not perfect but good uh, very good so um thank you for listening I hope you got this far in the podcast um and if you have me on any of the social medias or wherever you're listening on if you want to give this a listen, listen like or comment uh, send me messages for possible films you want me to review uh thank you And I hope you have a wonderful day.